When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. It is uh, 10.25 here on SENZ. Time for the panel this morning with uh, two very experienced campaigners, Ollie Ritchie and uh, Sam Ackerman, joining us this morning. Good morning to you, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Ollie, if I, I could start with you, just been talking to uh, Bruce Young about uh, the LIV. Uh, in other words, this uh, brand spanking new golf tour that just might rip golf apart. Um, I, I sort of drew a parallel to the IPL saying it would never last and people were laughing at it back then. Uh, well, we're not laughing now. We're amazed at it. Uh, what about golf doing the same thing? Yeah, it's, it's pretty left field for golf to have um, something like that. You know, such a traditional sport. Um, and, you know, these are these are big names uh, from the PGA Tour being linked with it. Obviously, the you know, the major one being Phil Mickelson. Um, although I see, you know, no formal commitment uh, has yet been made. Look, this has the potential to divide, um, you know, the PGA Tour and all the history and traditions that, that come with it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it's the wisest decision for uh, for players to be taking it up. Um, you know, there, there could be risks of losing their PGA Tour card, you know, going forward, um, you know, for taking part in it. But, you know, at, at the moment, um, several players, seem pre-committed so you know this is certainly a little bit of a a wait and see moment with um with this league but yeah very interesting that that phil mickelson's almost doubled down in a way he has doubled down uh but that is the phil way he's gone alongside greg norman who's uh, very similar uh, in that uh, particular aspect doesn't mind a bit of controversy doesn't mind stirring the pot uh sam ackerman good morning to you do you see this thing possibly taking off it's, I see it taking off because money always talks. Uh, I don't see it necessarily becoming uh, as big and as hyped as uh, they hope it being. But you know, Phil Mickelson is kind of has got every right to do what he wants with his own career. I, I, and people kind of say, oh, you know, he, he's turning his back on the PGA Tour. So yeah, but you know, like he gave plenty to the PGA Tour, and uh, I think that he's made uh, some ridiculous statements. I mean, when you're talking about um, throwing all in uh, with a Saudi regime that's got renowned for terrible human rights um, abuses to suddenly um, referring to the PGA uh, as a dictatorship is a pretty rough... You're kind of looking at the uh, this lens from the, from the wrong uh, way and, and you're certainly setting yourself up for a bit of hypocrisy there. I don't know... I'm not sure if the PGA Tour has been in charge of getting people assassinated, um, but if yeah, it's, it seems a bit, bit ripe to suddenly uh, to throw that, that kind of... 
shade their way. But look, he's obviously disenfranchised. He's obviously always been his own person. Uh, he does. He can go. He can go anywhere and be a success. If, like Ollie's talking about, some people will be concerned about losing the tour card. If he lost his tour card, yep, he wouldn't be able to play those big events until the uh, the waters get cleared. But it's not like Phil Mickelson's going to be short of a crust or short of an opportunity to go around the world playing golf. No, that's absolutely right. Um, Ollie Ritchie, Lisa Carrington, Dame Lisa Carrington, Amy Fisher. How cool is this? Oh, it's it's a, a, a great matchup, and you, you know I think it's it's got people talking about you know the sport again um, in a really good way. Yeah, you know a bit of, a bit of uh, competitiveness and a, and a challenger for, for Lisa is, is only a, a good thing, I think. And you know Amy Fisher picked her in the, in the first race. You know Lisa Carrington with all you know her class um, <laughs> was never going to lose two in a row. I, I don't think, and I, and I don't think she'll lose the third either. Uh, but just generally speaking, I, I think it's a, a great little rivalry forming, and I, I, I think it's good. You know, when was the last time we were ever talking about someone beating Lisa Carrington? Um, I think it's it's great for the sport. It, it, yeah, it's a great little rivalry, and you know, regardless of, of whether Amy Fisher ends up getting that that world championship spot for what it's worth, I, I don't think she will. I think uh, Lisa Carrington's you know far too classy. Um, and I, I think she'll win that third race. But the, the storyline around it, I think it's great. It's exciting for the sport. It's cool to be talking about uh, a new rivalry. Um, and it's probably good for Lisa Carrington as well. Keeps her on her toes. You know, she's already said she wants to uh, get to Paris in a, in a couple of years' time. Well, you know, th- this is perfect for her, really, to have someone, um, you know, really throwing everything at her, um, you know, in the, the New Zealand national champs, let alone on the world stage. Um, I think that'll, that'll certainly drive Lisa Carrington going forward as well. Yeah, certainly putting the the sport in headlines at a time of the year where uh, it probably wouldn't be in the past. So uh, it can only be good in that respect. We'll take a short break for the news. Uh, Sam Ackerman, Ollie Ritchie with us on the panel. When we come back, Sam Ackerman will turn them loose on the Warriors. It is uh, time for Ottawa and an update. The panel. Part two of the panel. Ollie Ritchie, Sam Ackerman with us this morning. And uh, Sam... Uh, a Warriors, it was a woeful story at the weekend, um, true to form. They named their team uh, late yesterday for uh, the the game against uh, the Canberra Raiders, the make-up game if they possibly can. Uh, can they? And what about the, the new selections? Are you surprised? No, it's in the short term, um, short term round they've got of basically 24 hours, uh, you I did, and the injuries they've got, uh, those out uh, unavailable. There's never going to be a great deal of, uh, of turnaround. And when you do name these squads in the NRL, you are uh, under compulsion to put it out on the Tuesday. Uh, and then you've got, so you name the extended squad and then you start trimming it down slowly as the week goes by. So whether there'll be changes is probably not, it's, they're not going to show their cards that early because they don't have to. They can think about it now. They can start really doing the review and decide who's in, who's out. Uh, it doesn't mean that the 17 named has to be the 17 followed through, um, but it's just the way the NRL rules go. People saying this is you know, the Warriors' darkest day. Uh, those of us who have been on this journey for a long time, I've seen plenty of dark days. I carry a headlight around with me everywhere just in case. You know, like this is, we're, we're well used to uh, things reaching quite lo- new lows ago. I didn't think it could get this low again, and, and here it is. I still, I've been present at shellackings by the storm on uh, on Anzac Day before. I was uh, there in the, the infamous game when they had the, uh, the, the storm, had their um, salary cap breach announced days before the game, and they came in and put on a clinic uh, on the Warriors that day too. It wasn't 70 points. This was just a, a 
a comedy of errors along the way. It was wildly disappointing, and you could see virtually every try coming from a mile. They have so much ground to make up, uh, and uh, I, I, I'm disappointed bitterly, as anyone who's a, a, a league fan in this country should be at the performance that's put out there. But I'm so I'm I'm growing disconnected from this team because I don't know three quarters of this team. I've never seen them play on New Zealand shores as New Zealand Warriors. They are not the team that left here. They're not the same. It's not the same coach. They've been through a couple since then. The, the, the playing personnel has gone through such a rapid change, and, and key players like Tohu Harris aren't available right now. And it is not the same Warriors team that you felt connected to as a fan uh, in front of Mount Sinai Stadium. And the performance was one that, unfortunately, is leading to more apathy than anger from fans. That's dangerous. The most dangerous thing in sport is fan apathy, and that's what I'm seeing at the moment. Ollie, what what, have, uh, what did you make one of the performance to um, uh, the fallout from the performance? Not not just with um, within the group, um, uh, within the public as well. Oh, what did I make of the performance? That's a pretty easy answer, Smithy. Much the same as as Sammy's just alluded to. Um, incredibly disappointing. Um, you know, I was I don't know what, if I want to say lucky enough, but I, I was there um, at Amy Park watching that and. Um, you know, speaking to, to Craig Bellamy the day before, he was actually full of praise for, for the Warriors. He thought that they were really starting to, to find their feet. Um, you know, yes, they lost to the Roosters the week before, but, it, you know, he thought that there were quite a few signs in that game alone which said, you know, actually uh, this Warriors team can, can match it with with the very best in the NRL. Now, you know, m- maybe that was a few mind games from uh, from Craig Bellamy. Maybe it wasn't, but uh, well, what they put out on that 80 minutes on um, on Amy Park was uh, you know, I want to say schoolboy stuff, but you know that's an insult to schoolboy uh, rugby league. Um, incredibly disappointing. Um, you know, Nathan Brown admitting afterwards that players just began giving up. Well, what's the point of pulling on a Warriors jersey if you're just going to give up when, when the going gets tough? Um, incredibly uh, rare to hear, to hear a, a coach admit that uh, about his team. Um, and you know, I think that's. Uh, that's where the anger and the apathy comes from with, with fans. You know, it's not like they they really dug in and tried their absolute hardest to to prevent that onslaught. They just let it happen, which is probably the hardest thing to stomach. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what, what Ollie said there too, Sam, about um, Nathan Brown saying, "Look, they, they just flew up the white flag and they gave up, and that was the most concerning thing of all." What made them? What in your mind? I mean, seven minutes into the second half, there's six. Points behind. If they were forty nil down at half time, I could understand a, a hammering like that. Sixteen ten behind with touch over half an hour to go. What was the trigger? Can you put your finger on it? Well, it's, it's easy to say the the loss. Josh Curran is, is to me the heart and soul of the uh, of the engine room. He gets in, he rips into everything. He's got that Michael Luck quality where he won't accept uh, anything than giving his all. And his injury was a was a major blow. You lose um, Dallin on the wing, and it does mean a, a, losing a winger is a real major issue for a league team because you don't really carry wingers on your bench. So it does have a huge impact. That said, it doesn't stop you trying. Any, there's ne- I, can't, I can't possibly understand or put, give a reason for why people started grabbing at shirts, uh, why people stood still when the ball was moving. It, I was watching them behind the sticks. Every chance that the camera went there, because it didn't do, go there very often because uh, too busy watching the celebrations. But I didn't see people talking. I didn't see people giving each other a bit of um, support or even a, a bit of stick to 
to rip into it. They just stood there with uh, stone face, and that's always terrifying for a sports team. And uh, I heard um, Ollie's uh, question line along the way, and nothing, nothing made me feel worse. I talk about the apathy, but I felt kind of just deflated when I heard Craig Bellamy say he felt sorry for the opposition. He felt sorry for the Warriors. Who wants anyone to feel sorry for their team? You want them to come out and try to thrash them, but it's like, it's like even they thought it was overkill. You know? Even the team flogging us felt like, oh, maybe we should put the key on the rack here. This is, getting, this is getting unfair. There's been some really good weeks for the Warriors in recent times, and, put, and those are the games where they dug in. I could see them lose every game this season. If they dig in every game, I won't care. If they put out performances, even when they win, but they seem apathetic, They'll, they'll lose it. It's been, it, I'm talking about that distance between the team. There's a real easy ability for fans to turn off, not turn on, but turn off the Warriors. I came very close uh, to turn the game off, and I never do that with a Warriors game, knowing that I'm likely, you know, to, people can ask my opinion on it, or I want to see things to conclusion. I'm also, uh, if I miss the Raiders game next week, I'm, I'm not going to give a sad about it. I'm, it. It leads to that level of oh, well, what do I need to see these guys for? If they don't want to put in, why should, I, why should I give them my time? I've barely missed a Warriors game since their existence, and I'm not that concerned if I don't watch next week. Ollie Ritchie, uh, you said you were at uh, Amy Park, which uh, suggests that you were Amy, at Amy Park for quite a few uh, hours over the weekend. Uh, what did you make of the rugby side of it? Yeah, it was um, it, it was good. I think it's got that, that super round has the makings of... of something that can be really good but it certainly wasn't nailed on um, this weekend uh, modest fans through the gates, uh, I think it was 30,000 over the entire weekend, uh, they slowly picked up as the weekend went on good that an Australian team won uh, I think you know the competition needed that if we'd just had um, you know five schlackings and five wins to, to the New Zealand side I think uh, interest in Super Rugby might have started to wane more than it, than it already is. Um, I think Super Round has the makings of something that can be really good, but they need to change up a lot of it. Um, you know, they want it to be at the start of the season so it doesn't clash with the NRL or clash with the AFL. Still in summer, I think it's a good idea. Um, but, you know, Super Rugby bosses have harped on for a long time about the fact that this needs to be a more than an 80-minute experience for, for punters. They, can, they need to be able to come uh, and enjoy more than just 80 minutes of rugby. They'll there's nothing for them to enjoy other than the 80 minutes of rugby and maybe uh, long queues to get hot chips and beers. So they need to start thinking uh, outside the box a little bit. What activations can they have? Can they have live music, food trucks, all that sort of stuff? So you make it about more than just the rugby um, and you know you give punters uh, another reason to come. That being said, it has the makings of something good um, if they can do it right going forward. Uh, and... Uh the Black Ferns and Wayne Smith, I've got to get used to saying that, Wayne Smith and his Black Ferns confirmed yesterday they'll have at least three matches in warm-up. Uh, they'll play the United States, Canada uh, and Australia, Ollie, and then, of course, uh, the All Blacks also fairly busy home programme, which um, which I think we're ready for. Yeah, we, we absolutely are. Uh, great that those Black Ferns tests have been locked in. Um, again, no, I'm not. I'm not sure how well that's going to prepare the Black Ferns to play France and England at a World Cup. They, France and England are just so far ahead of the rest at the moment. Uh, it's, it's not even funny. Um, but really important for them, and and will be great to be able to start talking about you know Black Ferns rugby as opposed to everything that comes off the field. Um, yep, All Black schedule again. But those three tests against Ireland at home will be really interesting. They need to bounce back. They need to to start the season with some some really big wins. The All Blacks after what happened last year. 
Um, I think they'll, they'll do that. Of course, it's at the back end of Ireland season, so um, you know they need to put out a few statement performances early on. But the interesting ones there, Smithy, uh, that weren't weren't named in that schedule of the two tests in South Africa. Uh, what a litmus test that'll be for Ian Foster and his side. If they thought last year was hard, going up against the box on the Gold Coast, well, uh, they've got another thing coming in South Africa. So that'll be a real test of, of where things are at for the All Blacks, uh, you know, coming up to a year from the World Cup. Ollie Ritchie and Sam Ackerman have been our panellists this morning and uh, lovely to hear uh, the passion in both their voices, but particularly Sam uh, and his beloved Warriors. And, um, yeah, uh, I hate to see the day when Sam Ackerman didn't uh, line up to watch a Warriors game. That would be a sad day for the sport. Uh, 10.42 here on SCNZ. Uh, we'll have another panel around about uh, 20 past uh, 10 tomorrow morning. Always look forward to those opinions of our, our guests, journalists and commentators. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.